Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd, and thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And there the words of Jesus give us our instruction, the way to eternal life. In those simple words, yet so difficult. Because to follow Jesus means we have to deny ourselves a complete surrender to Jesus. And essentially, when I get up in the morning, it's God's day. It's his day for me. What am I supposed to do today to glorify God? It's actually very difficult because we're selfish. It's simple in the instruction. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. That means you're ready to die. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm ready to die. And then follow me. When you begin to experience his love, his deliverance, his forgiveness, his power in your life, his cleansing, you want more and more and more. And then you realize this is what it means to follow Christ. I want more of you, Jesus. What more of you and less of me? And John the Baptist, when he said, I must decrease so that he, Jesus, might increase, that's what we need to be thinking in our lives. I must decrease in my own agenda, in my own desires, my own everything. I must decrease that he may increase. And when I'm in Christ, that opens up this whole world of freedom. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8.1. It's a foundational verse. I am no longer condemned when I am in Christ. He is my God. He is my master. I am his slave. And we don't like to hear that. I don't want to be anybody's slave. Well, you don't realize it, but right now you're already a slave. You're a slave to something. Everybody has something ruling over them. And if you don't know what that is, then ignorance is ruling over you because you have a ruler. You have a master. Spiritually speaking, if it isn't God, it's the devil or his angels. They influence us. They lead us. They do all these things. That's why we have these creepy thoughts popping in our brains all the time. It's like, where's that coming from? I'll tell you where it's coming from. It's coming from the spiritual darkness that envelops those who refuse to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow Christ. And even those who are in Christ, as we drift, as we set our affections on ourselves and not Him, the same thing happens to us. So we find ourselves in this place where we need to stay put, abide in Christ examine ourselves to see whether we're in the faith, test ourselves. Do you not realize this about yourselves, that Christ is in you, unless you fail to meet the test? That's 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Testing ourselves. And then we have the promises when we realize Christ is in me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Do you want to be new? Do you look at yourself in the mirror and the old person that you're seeing in the mirror, you're just like, oh, I want a new life. Well, there's new life in Christ. Because Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. When we follow Christ, when we abide in him, that is the safest place in the world for us to be, because we have him protecting us. But as we are denying ourselves, as we are taking up our cross, as we are following him, we need to do what he says. Whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him, in other words, I live in him, I stay, I remain in Christ. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. And as we read the Gospels and we see the things that Jesus did, those radical things that are so different from the way we do things, 
you know, the whole idea of turning the other cheek, loving your enemies and praying for your enemies. That's radical stuff that we're like, that is crazy. No, that's Jesus. That's what he said. And if we're going to follow him, we need to take note of what he did and do the same thing. That's when we stay rooted in him. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So we're stuck into this vine. We are just a little branch that is receiving our sustenance, our life from the vine. And as we receive the life from the vine, we then get the power, we get the love, we get all of those things of God that the scriptures say. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you wish and it will be done for you. You want to ask God for something? Make sure you are abiding in him. Make sure you're doing the things that he wants you to do. And he will give you stuff that's like, whoa, man, I never thought I would ever get this. God gave this to me. He may give it to you free. I have experienced that. One of the things that we need to know about following Jesus is we learn how to give, give what we have to others to bless their lives. And in that giving, even though we now lose that thing, we gain something very special. And in the same way, as we are learning to give, we need to learn how to receive, especially as men, because someone comes up and says, yo, I was praying and God said to give you this. This is my whatever. And we're like, what do I owe you for it? It's like, you don't owe me anything. No, I got to pay you, man. I can't, because we feel weird. We feel like a charity case. And we have to remember that God gives us stuff. We need to learn how to receive it. And if God gives you something cool and you're like, okay, God gave this to me, I'm going to give it away, you know, and you give it away, then you've just lost what God gave you. And I've done that too. I did that with a really cool bike. The lady gave me a nice bike and then I'm like, "Ah, this guy needed a bike. And uh, I said, hey, I've got this bike. God gave me. It fits you. It's cool. It was a decent mountain bike too. He took it, took off, never seen him again. Doubt very seriously he ever rode it. And then it came a time where I needed that bike. And I'm like, ah, shoot, I didn't pray about it because I didn't know how to receive When you receive something, it's yours. You take it and you pray about it. And God says, this is something I'm going to give you. I'm going to bless you with it. A lot of times we have these things we want in life that are reasonable and we keep asking and we don't get it. It's because we're not abiding in him, knowing him, knowing who he is, hearing his voice, obeying him. He said in John 10, 17, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's pretty encouraging. Those are the words of Jesus. So we stay put with the hope that God is going to protect us. No one's going to pull us away from Christ. We are his. We deny ourselves. We take up our cross and we follow him. And we need to understand, as Paul told the Philippians, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ, at that final day. He is going to complete the work that he has done in you. If we abide in him, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. We keep his command. What are his commandments? Don't mistake those with the Ten Commandments. That's a completely different thing. Jesus' commandments, go back to the Sermon on the Mount. There's a good place where he outlines some of his commandments there in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And you read that, and you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do that. You cannot do that, because apart from him, you could do nothing. But in him, when he abides in us, we can do all things. When we're seeing these things, Lord, I, I don't have love like that. I don't know how to love a person like you say to love them. Well, that's when you go back to those promises. You'll ask what you will, and he will give it to you. Well, if you're asking things that God wants you to have, and you're abiding him, he's going to give them to you. 
The problem is we always ask for stupid things that he doesn't want us to have, or we ask for things that we don't understand are not his will for our lives. Our lives are changed. Our lives are now on a new path, a new trajectory. And he who abides in him, Christ, ought to walk in the same way which he walked, and no one abides in him, Christ, and keeps on sinning. He doesn't keep on walking in his own ways. And by this we know that we abide in him, and he is in us, because he has given us his spirit. John, especially chapter 15, the Gospel of John, and then the book of 1 John talks about abiding a lot. And John knew. John was very close to Jesus. So staying put, staying in that place where God has put us, where he protects us, where he guides us, where he builds us up, where we see the majesty and the miracles of God has to do with our choice to deny ourselves, to take up our cross and to follow him. And if we do that, not only will we be blessed now, and it's hard, don't get me wrong, it's not easy, we will be blessed now, but man, in eternity. That is where you're going to receive your rewards for faithfulness. So be faithful. Abide in him. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him, and you'll be blessed. Thank you.